gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to DCTV Podcast, episode 117. Wow, we've done that many of these, that's crazy. Um, but cool, and we have a lot of stuff going on today, so I'm going to get right into the introductions. First of all, he's our very own hunka hunka burning love, Mr. Uh, Chub Toad Sheldon. Oh. Yeah, I could, I could very much like it. Got a peanut butter and nanner sandwich. Where's my public enemy song? <laughs> all I want to say... It's on Black is, Lightning, dude. <laughs> all, I, all I have to say is pray, thoughts and prayers do work because Bebo blessed us this week with no arrow and the news of Constantine becoming a Legends regular. If, Praise if, Bebo. Praise if, him. If, 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 they get, if they get picked up. For right. the season, they haven't gotten picked yeah. up for that fourth season. Yeah. Yet, so. mm-hmm. Well, they Bebo better won't now. Th- allow them to not be picked up. That's okay? right. By the by, the will of Bebo, this will happen. <laughs> if Constantine's on it. It'll definitely make it a better show. She's a, she's, <laughs> yeah. a, she's our very own Lady Flash, uh, Miss Jerry Atkinson. I, I kind of yes. like seeing Iris have some powers for a change. That was pretty cool. And don't look a hot butt. Pleasure is all yours. Thank you. The don't pleasure you look is all yours. Butt, <laughs> And uh, the product of government experiments with green light from some 10 or 20 years ago from a bunch of evil suit white guys, Mr. Daryl Taylor. I don't trust him. I don't blame you. Can't trust him. That was quite a no, callback. No, no, no. Yeah. That was quite a callback to like Tuskegee Airmen, you know, the Tuskegee uh, yeah. trials totally. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was totally. the first thing that entered my mind when that went on, yeah. Me too. All those programs, I mean, they're really, I mean, if people actually look, there are really, a, there are actual, or there were actual programs used oh, yeah. in, in black communities where they sure. tested things on, you know, they even talked of yeah. of um, preventing uh, women from having children. Yeah. If they're like that on, documentary. Yeah. That documentary Get Out, exactly. where they yeah, it's not a joke. It ain't, the documentary I mean, Get sinister. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, a lot of I would have I, I would have I would have voted for Obama a third time if they'd let me. Anyway. <laughs> Word. Dash Chubtoad mentioned no arrow this week, so Yay! Nice nice break for us. Um some of the other shows will be going on break this week is we're Everybody got their chips ready? Okay, great. Uh <laughs> some of the other shows going on break too. Uh, Flash will be on off uh, next week as well, so we'll get a break from that too. Uh, going into um, you know spring break and all that, so we'll we'll cover what we get. Let's start off with uh, legends this week, since this seems to be we both we seem to have some split uh, opinions on this episode. Uh, that features a young Elvis Presley. Um, the king, baby, the king. As we remember, they're all going on the search for the different totems that this bad bad guy Malice is going to. Um, uh, used to take over time and space. Um, 
we start off in Memphis in 1950 with young Elvis Presley uh, buying a guitar that they think is cursed. Um, Not just any guitar. That guitar once belonged to Robert Johnson. Supposedly. That's supposedly. So, the, so the story goes. part of rock and roll lore. That's definitely part of rock and roll lore. That was a nice touch. I like how they yeah. worked that in. Yeah. It's a nice, nice loving tribute to, to kind of like rock and roll and the birth of rock and roll. And it didn't just, just say Elvis without bringing in Robert Johnson, which I kind of dug. Yeah, that was cool. That's one of my favorite like uh, stories, too. Right. Oh, yeah. Robert Johnson at the Crossroads. It's a great, great story. Mm-hmm. Great cool. bit of Americana. Um, Mem- because of that purchase, Memphis becomes a ghost town and destroyed before and is destroyed before rock and roll can spread. And that since there's no rock and roll, uh, Mixed Rat Axel's name changes to Josh Groban. That was great. Uh, Nate's hair gets flat, and mm-hmm. Guitar Hero becomes Trombone Hero. <laughs> While Zarya is playing us, so the legends make a beeline to Memphis to fix things. So does that mean that since rock and roll was never invented, big band music like Glenn Miller's what took off? Because you know, the sounds trombone. like it. I guess yeah. so. Sounds if you like got a trombone that. hero, I mean, <laughs> connect the dots. I mean, you figure there was a huge, a huge movement with Duke Ellington and everything. Why not? It's just it's just as likely as rock and roll yeah. to hit back in the. Yep. Yeah. Oh no, I love I love some Glenn Miller band. Miller band, oh. you know, I love that big. It, band you know what? It kind of made me think of the world of Fallout. I don't know if you guys play the Fallout video mm-hmm. games, but like yep. rock and roll never hit then either. Like it was always big band music and uh, and you know that like that swing sound uh, continuing mm-hmm. on, and you know rock and roll never hit and stuff. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, they show up in Memphis. They head to church. Elvis's uncle is there preaching about rock and roll being the devil's music. Ooh. It is and um. He calls his nephew up to play some hymns, and Zari's totem starts acting up as soon as Elvis starts playing, which can only mean one thing. His guitar has a totem. Oh, so, I thought you bet he was going to steal her music. So, he's <laughs> <laughs> still Robert Johnson's, right? I have to say, too, this actor that they got to play Elvis did a pretty good job of young Elvis. I thought so. Good. He was endearing. He was yeah. endearing. I like. I was pulling for him. He was over dramatic in the same way Elvis is acting because he really did seem like the Elvis we remember from the cheesy movies. This kid was acting like he couldn't act. Right. I hope. You, <laughs> you're. <laughs> he definitely had some charisma like Elvis too. You know? Yes, the over dramatic sneer and everything was so you know the end of the world kind of thing, and the gravity was real for me, and you know in the fake kind of way. I liked it. Yeah, it would have been easy for them to get, like, an Elvis impersonator or whatever who would have gone over the top of it, but I thought he was pretty restrained, actually. Well, and Elvis didn't really go over the top till the late 60s. I mean, before that, I wouldn't say he was reserved, but he was definitely more channeled into one direction. That's when he started dressing like Shazam and doing all the pharmaceuticals, so. Yep. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And, And he met Nixon, so, you know. Yeah. You get a Cadillac, and you get a Cadillac, and uh-huh. everybody gets a Cadillac. I don't know if you've ever seen that picture of him and Nixon, but man, Elvis is high, yep. high as a damn kite oh, in that yeah, picture, I too. Saw, <laughs> yeah. I saw the uh, movie they did on it, too. Um, Wally thinks he can solve the situation and just uses his super speed to, spe- to steal Elvis's guitar. What is going on with Wally's hair? I j- what? what is, he, is... is he hanging out with Mr. Terrific? I don't know. Like, what is he doing? I just, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, at least he lost the bun, Daryl. Yeah. uh, 
Pick your poison. I'm just asking. Are we going to go bun? What are you doing? He's got some good hair. I mean, let him flex. No, he got good hair. Listen, he got, man, listen. <laughs> he got gray hair because he could do all that stuff with it. I just don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's using some soul glow. Just let your soul glow. He's not uh, wrong. No. <laughs> no. No. I'd love to see him uh, get a jerry curl and have to be using the activator with super speed to keep it going. He you is one hairstyle. <laughs> he is one. It, it seems like the. It, if, it, it seems like, like every. Or something. <laughs> every episode, he seems to change his hairstyle for a different era. So he, he could be one episode away from a jerry curl. Yeah, they show up in the 80s, man. You know, he could he could uh, sit and uh, join the barge or the jets or something. All right, he's got super <laughs> fast speed, so he can do whatever he wants with his hair. I mean, it'll take I, him I'm, a second. I'm just gonna throw this out here: mm. mullet or GTFO? Oof, I'm gonna need to see that achy breaky mullet. Oof, <laughs> no, don't do it. There's only, there's only one man that can rock a mullet, and that's Kurt Russell, and that ended in the '80s. Okay, that's the only man. And Eugene, rocks the mullet. Yeah, but and not I, as well as Kurt Russell okay. did. I, dude. No, uh, when I see a white man with a mullet, I get I get worried, especially if you don't have sleeves. Oh, yeah, I really get worried. Yeah, that's, but that's, it's that's totally worrisome. excused as long as they're driving a Trans Am or a Firebird. I don't know if you're on the road with them; it might not be. <laughs> I feel like you guys are distant dis- dis- Scotty P at this point. I have to interject. That was my best Scotty B. Business in the front party nice. in the back. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nate explains to him it's not that easy. You know, all of us have to cut his record or else rock and roll will never be a thing. And Nate's hair will be flat forever. <gasps> so bro, uh, the legends bro. decide to switch out Elvis's guitar with one that doesn't have a totem. Uh, Nate and Amaya give the replica to Elvis, but it turns out he bombs on stage because the totem connected him with the spirit of his dead twin brother, Jesse. And without him, he can't play. Because uh, Elvis was actually a twin in the womb, and his, yep. his, his, he always said he had a soul and a half because his twin brother died. Oh, yep. gosh. Um, Nate and Amaya realize the guitar contains the death totem. Ooh, spooky. Whoa. And they call on the rest of the team to warn them, but they're way ahead of their Nate, Nate because the guitar started attacking them as it tried to escape the wave rider and return to Elvis. Um, Sarah manages to calm it down by calling out to Elvis's brother. Uh, even though they, they now know what's up with Elvis's guitar, um, Nate begs them to let Elvis use it one more time to record his first sing- single. Uh, Sarah lets him, and Nate and Amaya accompany Elvis to the recording session. Um, his producer wants to deliver the cut of the song to the radio station immediately, but that doesn't happen. The Reverend Uncle storms the studio, steals the recording, and sends Nate, Elvis, and Amaya to jail because, you know, rock and roll. <gasps> Um, Nate updates Wally and Zari on the situation and asks them to make sure the recording makes it to the radio station. Wally wants to use the speed again, but Zari tells him that time traveling with the legends means approaching time with a scalpel and not a speedy hammer. Since when? Exactly. Here's the other thing. <laughs> is it may have been annoying to her, but what Wally was doing was effective. Yeah. So quit acting all annoyed. You want to do everything the hard way? Come on, women, I swear. It seemed like they talked Uh-oh. him into it really quick, too. Like, this one speech gets him to change his whole mind about how evil Rock is. And, uh, the, you know, the Reverend. 
It's like, you know, hey, these strangers are going to talk to you for five minutes and you're going to totally change your mind about rock and roll. And then Wally delivers it to the radio and within minutes it's playing on air and everybody's shaking their bum. Um, Meanwhile, back on the ship... Oh, I'm sorry. That's how all that works. Yeah. You saw the Jerry Lee Lewis story, right? I mean, his (laughs) uncle was a holy roller, but Jerry Lee Lewis brought the gospel of rock and roll and then his uncle was convinced for life or something. Right. Yeah, that's how it happened. <laughs> yeah, sure. He brought the gospel of uh, sleeping with underage girls, too. That got him in real trouble. Yeah. And your cousin. Who were your cousin? And your cousin. <laughs> and he was a South, though. Um, now, oof. I don't know the whole story, but Elvis did have an uncle that caused him problems and then later actually was rooting for him and helping him. I don't know the what whole story, though. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't have the encyclopedia of Elvis in my house, so I don't know about that story. Well, every, you should. Every time I think about, every time I see Elvis or think about him, I think about the uh, the Eddie Murphy story, the Eddie Murphy bit about Elvis. Do you yes. remember that? He's like, yeah, you know, every yeah. movie, every Elvis movie is the same. You know, he's a race car driver. I'm going to win mm-hmm. that race. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's a fisherman. I'm going to catch that a fish. You know, like every song, <laughs> every movie was the same, just yeah. interchangeable. Lemonade. And, um, <laughs> lemonade. And the nasty sandwiches. <laughs> that refreshing drink. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, mixed Rat Axel dies after ingesting something he shouldn't have. <gasps> um, Ray holds a funeral for Axel, but the funeral goes sideways once Elvis' single starts playing because Axel rises from the dead and goes crazy. Of course he does. Uh, back at the church, the reverend opens up the doors and comes face to face with a bunch of newly risen ghosts who are awakened by the single, single which was recorded by the death totem. Uh, now, I have to say, for Legends budgeted <clears throat> special effects, the ghosts were a nice touch. I actually liked how they looked, and I thought it was cool. I just like how they've taken the goofy meter and just thrown it out the window at this point. There's, oh, yeah. But at this point, that's making goofy. me actually... It's making me actually love the show, which is weird because, yeah, it's just weird. The goofier it's got, the more I've liked it. They, uh, they found their niche. They found their niche. They yeah. said, you know, this is this is what we can do good. Let's just go with this. And they're, they're killing it. They, uh, Nate and Amaya and Elvis break out of prison. They rush to the church, and uh, the death totem gives Elvis control over the dead. So he grabs his guitar, gets on stage, and plays Amazing Grace, which calms the ghost down. And, uh, oh, man. and uh, it gives Nate and Amaya the musical moment Nate had been looking for the whole episode, because, you know, isn't music just the best thing in the world? And I could totally taste the cheese. And that, that yes. <laughs> right then. Yes. Stanky cheese. So uh, Elvis hands over the death totem to Nate, and the legends now have three of the totems they were looking for. And all is right with the world. Yep. Three, three, I thought they had four now. Well, they have the fire totem. They got to yeah. fix it. That they have to fix. They got the... Uh, the they, uh, they lost one of the animals. They lost uh, Vixen's totem, right? right? Right, yeah. And they have Zari's totem. The Isis totem or whatever that one is. And now they're the death, so that's three. I thought, didn't they also get the buried treasure one? Or, I thought they lost that to Dark. You know? Yeah, I thought they lost that. He got that one. Oh, no, it was the fire totem that Ray took. I was thinking it was the green 
Okay. They, so don't, they need to give that to Mick, right? You would think, right? I would think oh, that would yeah. be like exactly who, I mean, the, that would be the best choice for, you know, who would get I, that. I foresee them having like a Power Ranger moment where they all get the different totems and they start glowing <laughs> together. Right. Oh my gosh, Power anymore. Legends. They are that team, so I can see it. I can see that being the case. They are Mighty Morphin Mega Legends. <laughs> Yeah, and she turns into the Zords and stuff because she does the. Nice. I'll get her. Yeah, the the Wave Rider will transform into a giant robot. <laughs> they are. They, they, they already did that it. though, didn't they? Didn't they already? Or no, Ray turned into a giant robot. Yeah, yeah Ray right, did that. Fun. Right. They need to make a, the Wave Rider into like a Voltron type deal. That'd be cool. Just because Voltron's cool. No, Voltron. Who would know besides you? You, you don't know what Voltron robot. is? Yeah, for, for the, know for the regular is. audience, I mean, for the main audience, it'd just be Big Robot. The Wave Rider breaks into five little lion robots, and they all control okay, them. And okay, they, do you, do okay. you know how much money they have for a budget? Then Idris, well, then Idris Elba comes out and tells them they're going to postpone the apocalypse. Oh, wait, no, that's, that's different. Exactly, right? <laughs> right? Sorry. Yes. Different yes. giant robot. Um, I don't know, I'll give this episode a B, B minus. It was, I mean, like I said, there, it's goofy. The show is goofy, and I've, I've learned to live with that rather than try to have it make sense. That's kind of go with it. It's made it more fun. It definitely has made it more fun. Um, but, you know, if you're looking for a serious superhero uh, show, this certainly ain't it. But, Damn. yeah, I like B, B minus, right around there. Yeah, I agree. I'll give it a B for Almighty Bebo. It was it was fun and I loved the Elvis angle. I thought it was great, despite what Daryl says. Oh, I didn't give it an F for F you Elvis, but go ahead. Wow, wow, what? He's taking the Chuck D stance, you know, Elvis. I'm taking the Chuck D. Elvis was a hero to most. Motherfuck him and John Wayne. That's right. Show me on the doll where the Elvis episode touched you. History, I tell you. It it's touched a, me in the cockles the of my heart. That's where it touched me. Same. In the, oh, the little crevice where that heart thing used to be and pumped like actual blood. That, yeah, it was it was adorable. Elvis was adorable. Elvis was have, not adorable. I do have to say, adorable. though, I kind of wished Ghost Axel would have stuck around as something that just annoys them through the ship through the rest of the series. That would have been great. You like the Slimer of the Legends? Yeah. <laughs> really, bro? Really? <laughs> Do they need any more extra cheese in this show than they already have? I like the pomade thing, too. Like, it was very that Brother was funny. Affair. Like, yeah, like that's yeah. This is his fire, life. Fire. <laughs> pomade. I thought that, too. The pomade. Yeah. I love that movie. Fop. I'm a Dapper Dan man. Right. What do you give it, Jerry? B. B. Baby Elvis. He's so cool. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, Run, Iris, Run, this week's episode of The Flash. Run, Iris, Run, but don't look at her butt. Mm. It's hard to in the spandex, dude. I'm saying. I'm like, damn, not I, to know you I know you yelled at us in, the, uh, in that uh, DC thing, the interview she did, but damn, girl. It's a pretty butt. Yeah, I'm more of a Caitlyn dude myself, but I gotta, I gotta give it up. You know, that that uh, uniform of hers yeah. is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty nice. 
So and and, just, and I like the purple drink, you know, for the black people, the purple purple the purple drink, the purple aura for the purple drink. Purple <laughs> <laughs> speed. Does Cisco yeah. though just? Create spare costumes just in case somebody becomes a meta because he, like, yes. he had an outfit for her awfully quick. I thought it was, <laughs> it was, it was yes. just a jacket and pants, so that really yeah, wasn't was so much of an yeah. outfit, though. That, that remember, he makes the he can oh, the mask the spandex was Jesse's. the same, right? Yeah, right, but he can make the, the spandex is the same, he just can color it. But here's what remember? I thought all right, it took how many episodes for Ralph to get his uh, suit? I know, right? Like three or four episodes, but it comes to Iris. Oh, wait, I got some spandex right here. Why don't you put well, this on? <laughs> he did know that per- call. He had to perfect it so that it to. could stretch. Yeah. No. No. Uh, this episode opens with uh, Cisco and Harry trying to figure out uh, ways to uh, beat DeVoe. And Wells comes up with the idea that he should uh, try to uh, build a thinking cap of his own. Uh, yeah, because so, that won't go wrong. Yeah, and that's what Cisco says. He's like, "Yeah, we should. Of course, we should put the temperamental scientist in a device that alters his brain chemistry." Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> Let's do that. Sure. That sounds like a yeah. great idea. Yeah, that'll work out. Uh, Ralph is more than happy to let him try it because he's scared shitless of Devoe when he's he sure is. the lab. Um, so when they, while Harry and Ralph uh, team up to build the thinking cap without Cisco's help. And by the way, when they, I just want to mention, when they finally get it on, uh, on him and he wears it, did it remind anyone else of Doc Brown? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's immediately what I thought of. I'm like, Marty, it's your kids. <laughs> Marty. That and, and Batman Forever when uh, Jim Carrey was wearing that stupid thing, too. Oh, yeah, when he became the Remember that? Yeah, yeah, right. When it, like, and he tap danced with it. He did a little dance with the helmet on. Right, right. Funny. Um, the meta this week is Matthew Kim. Uh, he helps thwart a bank robbery by uh, seemingly removing the robber's fire powers. Right. Um, he believed he was helping out because the meta was abusing his gifts, but uh, Joe and Iris questioned him later and called Barry for backup. They realized Matthew actually has the power to transfer abilities because in the brief tussle, he ends up giving Barry's powers to Iris. Um, this also means there are probably several pow- people running around Central City with new powers they received from Matthew Zapping, another meta. Yep. So, um, uh, Iris is really thrilled to have Barry's speed. It's pretty cool. Um, usually she's like the, the centered one, you know what I mean? The, the, mm-hmm. like, like in the last week's episode. But um, this is like uh, a chance for her to prove herself, you know, almost as a meta and stuff. Now, now she has an idea of what what Barry's life is like. You know, um, Iris first her first gig is to try to uh, stop a fire in an apartment building, while you know Barry, without his powers, is totally bummed out, hanging back in the cortex, like trying to you know, help her out. Um, she has no problem rescuing people from the building, but she has some trouble putting out the fire when Barry tells her to create wind tunnels with her arms. But she really doesn't know how to do it as well as Barry, and uh, a beam collapses and traps Iris. Barry tells her to phase through it, but she doesn't know how because Barry really can't teach her how. Yeah, and then he's just... he's not good. At, it's funny because they, I, it's kind of good to do it that way because it's not so easy to teach people how to do some of them. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's funny too. Like Iris is like super supportive and helpful when she's in that role, and then Barry's mm-hmm. like pretty much just a load. 
Yeah. Right. He doesn't know how to do it. He doesn't know with, how to with, do it. With the vibrating at the right frequency, if I remember right, didn't it take Barry a while to perfect that himself? Yeah, it did. I mean, because he needed another species to tell him how to do it. Remember, it was yeah. uh, it was actually Thrawn that, that told him how to do it. Yep, it's true. Um, Cisco breaches into the building and saves Iris in the nick of time, of course. Which I thought in the first place, why didn't he just go with her? Yeah. <laughs> That's the first, I, I was waiting, like, as soon as he saved her, I was like, you should have went in the first place. Like, I don't know why they acted like you, there are two other superhero metas right there in that room besides Barry, and I'm like, why is she going I, by You know what, I have a better idea. If you're at a fire, why don't you send the woman who can manipulate cold and ice? That's <laughs> funny. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I'm saying, man. You got, you wow. got three superheroes. You don't have just one. I mean, you got three. Couldn't she just go in like, freeze it all and just be like, eh, okay, see you guys. I'm saying. But, I mean, it made for a good dramatic moment with Iris. Stuff, yeah, they so. needed it. I, yeah, yeah, they needed that. They also, like, showed... Showed Barry that it wasn't so easy to be Iris, and Iris it wasn't so easy to be Barry. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cool. Um, Barry finds Iris running around the speed lab trying to calm down. Um, <laughs> and he suggested yeah. maybe, you know, Cisco or Caitlin could handle the meta. But she's like, no, I was fearless when I was a reporter. And she kind of feels like she lost that quality once she quit her job to you know work with Team Flash all the time. Well, not she to mention no she job. had Dibney sitting there basically telling her, we go out and risk our lives and you sit here and do nothing, which was yeah. kind of a shitty thing to say. Yeah, it was a shitty thing to say. But I have a question. Why don't she have a job? I know why. Because the blogosphere is alive and well on the black. Uh, uh, no, no. It's, the blogosphere is alive and well on Supergirl. Remember? She yeah, wrote the blog and millions of people read flash. it. And the Flash. <laughs> that's why. We're perpetually that's in 2007. <laughs> I'm like, there's no reason she shouldn't still be working at the paper. Yeah, I don't understand that either. It's kind of jettisoned all that when she joined Team Flash, though. Well, she's yeah. running that there, and I mean, I, if unless they've changed, that don't pay. I'm just saying, Star Labs. You got Cisco with all his inventions and stuff. They have money coming in. They don't never say that though, because they That's don't. Ever, they don't ever say that they sell those. Things he builds, and you've seen Barry and Iris's apartment, man. That place is huge. Like it's the, le- I mean, it's silly. It's comic. I mean, it's comic books. I know, I get it. But I mean, even with Black Lightning, it doesn't take but a second to to say, all right, she has this job, he has this job. Everybody right. got jobs, right? Right. It's just a little thing because it helps with the story when they can go off to their whatever jobs. Yeah. You know, like when you don't have, like when you go three seasons. They're stuck in this lab. Like, there's no interaction. Like, she could get information from the newspaper, and, you know, there's other characters that could pop up, you know, they could do. You know, just saying. Um, the bank robber who got the firepowers earlier is surrounded by police yelling about somebody bringing him his money. Uh, Matthew is there, too, but Iris cuffs him before he has a chance to make things worse. And uh, she handles the fire meta, whose temperature keeps going up and up, and the guy flames on completely. Turns into a thermocyclone. Uh, Barry has no idea what to stop it, do to stop him. Nobody else can figure anything out. So they end up having to use Harry's thinking cap. Wells puts it on and comes up with a solution immediately. Uh, Iris used to use her speed to create a tall wave that will put out the fire. Um, we haven't seen a flash run across water in a long time. That was a cool scene. No. Yeah. Actually, it was so silly that you would think that he would. they would be able to figure that out. 
without the thinking cap, they are kind of like geniuses. Yeah, you think you think of that without it, but he's got to wear the yeah. salad bowl on his head, I guess. To gotta out. wear the salad bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Team Flash brings Matthew, Matthew back to the cortex, and they transfer the powers back. Uh, but before he does it, Barry makes sure his Iris is okay with it, and she says yes. Which you know, I would have. It would have been cool to see Iris go a few more episodes with as the Flash. It would have been neat. I'd be cool with it too. Um, Barry gives or Matthew gives Barry back his flat his powers and declares that because of all the trouble he's caused, it's the last time he's going to use his ability. But Team Flash says he shouldn't give up just yet, and uh, they suggest that maybe he should use his powers to help them defeat Devo. All right. And then DeVoe comes in and then kills him. Uh, that night, Iris explains to Barry why she decided to give up her, his powers. She realized that being the Flash wasn't her calling, but her calling? Restarting her blog from season one. <laughs> you know what? Blogs make you so much money. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's how I live. the future. That's how I live the future in this, of news this, is blog. Yeah. Yes. In this palatial mansion because of my, yeah. uh, my, my blog. Exactly. Why? Why? Why keep your job at a at a prestigious magazine and newspaper when you could just do a blog? Why? I mean, you get sponsors immediately. Like the sponsors yeah. are lining up oh, outside totally. the blog. Yeah. Big money, big money sponsors too. You know. Oh, they got the purple drink sponsor. That <laughs> right. Audible dot com. Yeah. Audible dot com. They all take care of it. Like they give you thousands of dollars that you can you can afford a gigantic apartment. Oh, yeah. It's in a car. And a big wedding, too. And and nice clothes. In the episode, Stinger, Harry, and Cisco use the thinking cap, and they find the last two metas, and hopefully they can get to them before DeVoe does. So. Hopefully. So he can kill them, too. This was a sweet episode of The Flash. It wasn't <laughs> as cool as last week. Um, I'll give it a B. No, that was a special episode last week. Yeah, yeah last was week was a real gem. This was a good episode, yeah. though. It was solid. Yeah, it was good. It was solid, but it was, yeah. And it wasn't yeah. too hokey how they gave out Iris powers, and I, I, I was cool with it. I guess. Yeah. I guess oh, solid, I thought solid B. Yeah, I thought it was going to be way worse, and it turned out to be a pleasant surprise. And uh, I, I liked her as the Flash. Um, yeah, I'll go with the B as well. I mean, there was a lot to like about this episode. There's really just been a lot to like about this season, except for Belle Biv DeVoe. Now you know. I want to go B plus. I really You'll like stick. the. Cool. I like I, I anyway B plus. I like the way Cisco seems to be the only one that's lobbying for Wells to not be a psychotic mad scientist every episode lately. Like, <laughs> why is this your go to? Like, why do you go to the thing that's the most dangerous? And that's what we that's what we plan on. You know, I mean, you're. Your ideas are always going to have a worst case scenario because you're not even trying to do this, you know, to do, do thinking linear. It's just like, what would be the hardest to do? Let's do it that way. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Plus. Okay, let's roll on to Black Lightning. Um, we start out at the uh, the Black Lightning Cave, I guess, if you want to call it that. <laughs> uh, the, the lightning pad, the lightning rod, I don't know what to call it. Um, Jefferson Pierce is walking his daughter Nissa through some basic superhero training, um, which is, it was a cool scene, you know, father mm-hmm. son or whatever. Um, outside, though, things aren't going too well. The white police chief, who's corrupt, has announced his intention to use all available manpower to hunt for Black Lightning, since Lady Eve was uh, 
was killed, and he was framed for it. Yep. Uh, also, that was kind of a shadowing of what they did with the Black Panther Party in the 60s. They, sure framed, they framed them for a lot of crimes and stuff. They sure did. Um, we see uh, Gamby meeting with a superior, a suited, a guy, uh, like a Bob Evil type and a government type uh, from mm-hmm. the, a group called the ASA. And um, this man is very forward about wanting to kill Black Lightning as soon as possible. Not because of Lady Eve or anything, but because, as he says, I don't like power, I don't control. I, it got real racist. And then, yeah, the and then that guy started boy. going a little racist. He said, you know, the only thing that people here are good for is experimentation. Uh, we're doing God's work and stuff. Yeah, even the food is too... So what did he say? He said, I don't even like the food. Look, they messed up the food around here now. Oh, everything yeah. tastes... Everything is fried. He said everything is fried here. Now. He doesn't look, if, you, if you didn't know he was evil, he, they made him racist. So you oh, really were man. totally sure he was evil. You know? <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> um, trying to clear Black Lightning's name, Jefferson and Anissa break into the morgue to check out Lady Eve's body. Uh, they figure out with Gamby's help that it could only have been caused by a high-voltage nuclear weapon. Uh, and since black lightning doesn't actually kill anyone, the coroner had no sample with which to compare the burns. So, uh, we get a, a good twist in this episode. It turns out Jennifer Pierce has powers too. Uh, she's putting up posters at school, uh, when Jennifer freaks out and her friend almost falls off a tall ladder and then the, her freak out manifests in the form of crackling orange energy that lights up her eyes and burns up her cell phone. Cool. <laughs> Literally. <Right>. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And she didn't save her friend. Like they, even, I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't do the the cliche of you get the powers because you had to save your friend. It wasn't that serious, right? It was more of a freak out. Yeah, I don't know. Your phone is like your best friend in all manner of speaking. Oh, right? my phone is my homie. She loves. See, me. so that's what happened. She which, was severed from her best friend. Which in one? Flash. Which one? I thought. You, <laughs> I thought you. I thought you had two phones. No, I'm a one phone man. <laughs> The one phone man. I know it. I can tell people what job I got. Yeah, I ain't got no two phone life. I don't you not... have that unlisted burner phone for the murder shed though? No, I don't. I don't need that. Uh, that that's a phone. landline. Uh, <laughs> no, it, yeah, exactly. You know what you do when you when you have uh, a call and you have to make another call? You hang up the first phone and then you use that same phone to call the per- other person. It's not that hard. You don't need two phones. Tell Raphael. Uh, Jefferson and Nissa go on a stakeout because uh, Gamby's able to trace the radiation signature for the weapons that killed Lady Eve. Uh, they're in the woods on the edge of town. Um, it was. I, I love the scenes with them, those two together. They're really, they're they're like gold to me. I really really dig them a lot. Yeah. Um, when um, she she makes fun of him for using an old school cell phone <laughs> to call Henderson. He's like the only uh, straight cop in the whole um, uh, police department. Um, this guy starts investigating the weapons, and Nissa can tell he doesn't know what he's doing, and she tackles her father out of the way just before the man accidentally detonates one of the guns. Yeah, because you're not always right. And then Jefferson, as opposed to like some characters in these shows, are like, oh, you didn't need to save me or whatever. He's like ecstatic. He's like, oh, my daughter saved yeah. me. She's so awesome. <laughs> Look what she did. You know? Exactly. Like, my daughter's That's great. Awesome. He was straight cheese, and it was nice. In uh, fact, he was like, damn it, I was trying to make her into something she wasn't. I was trying to take right. away what makes her her. 
it usually out. takes parents yeah, they, a lot longer to come to that conclusion. They've usually done some yeah. damage by the time they came to that conclusion he did that night. Well, his yeah. well, his wife, her mother already did damage to him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, oh, I guess. Like, it was yeah, just like he, it was. It was joyful, though. I like that. Too. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot too. I, I, a lot of times we get the cliche of like, you know, one superhero saves the other. Look out, you know, and they save them, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, "I didn't need your help." And then it takes them a while to come around to like realize right. that they're you know really good. helpful. This was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> but what I love is that they they say, well, she she understands people because she went to school for that and she teaches like she. Right. She actually, I mean, that is part of what she's into. So it was like, it makes sense that she could, she could tell when someone was nervous. She mm-hmm. could tell that dude was scared. You know, like he didn't right. know that that reaction was happening. Like that's common thing that you need to know. He was telling her stuff that police officers tell other police officers when they're in, when they're out there. Like you have it to was- be careful. You can't just shoot out into the, like I liked all the training montages. Like you can't just shoot out there even when the guy had to race his t-shirt and she's like but he had to raise the t-shirt that's not what we do mm-hmm. like you can't you can't just react you have to you know you have to look you have to observe, pay attention yeah. to what's going on and observe because people can get hurt i liked all those conversations because i don't know you don't get that training in in other shows too much we did like the first season of the flash yeah and then they just i don't know why they yeah. stopped it like i, mean, I they- love that stuff and then, you know, we, you know, it had all the subplot with Thawne and stuff, but yeah, I, yeah, I totally I get what you're saying. Um, the happiness doesn't last too long, though, because Lynn tells Jefferson to talk to Gamby because she compared samples, and it turns out Greenlight, the drug that's hitting the street, is almost identical to the vaccines that Alvin Pierce was investigating 30 years ago, just about the time Gamby moved to Freeland. Yep. So Jefferson and Gamby have a sit-down, we find out that Gamby's real name is Peter Esposito, or so he says. Eesh. And yeah. then he was sent to Freeland as an ASA agent to administer a vaccine that was supposed to keep the city's black population docile uh, in an era of explosive, explosive uh, political tension. But the vaccine started giving people superpowers. And Gamby leaked that information to uh, Jefferson's father, Alvin. Alvin started an investigation and was murdered for it. Yeah, there are real studies on using LSD <clears throat> to quell yep. uh, uh, populations, current certain uh, members of the uh, the population. People could look that up if they don't think it's real. Because I've seen some reactions by people of the show saying that it's just anti-white. I have actually seen that. Like, no, that really other... What about yeah. all the stories about the CIA putting crack cocaine out in the streets in the 80s it, it and 90s, real. you know? Yeah, or, or like we said before, crazy. the Tuskegee experiments. Yeah, or, you know. Yeah, and, how is this show anti-white? It doesn't. Yeah, make I'm any... just telling you that that is some of the responses to the show. But I mean, the, sounds... the main character, the lead in the series, is an old white guy running a tailor shop. You know, oh, so that's been the response. But it's it's what's it's based sad on is reality. That stuff, that's what's sad. <laughs> like it sounds like a evil comic book thing. But no, yeah. it's it's based on real, based on history. Yes, the yeah. history. That's yeah. what's scarier than anything else. Well, that's like the well, story, it, I, the story I told on Nothing's On a few weeks ago about um, when I was a kid reading Black Panther comics, right? Mm-hmm. And he fights the Ku Klux Klan. I thought the Ku Klux Klan were like Hydra 
or aim. You know what I mean? I thought they <laughs> wow, were like, right? yeah, I didn't know they were rich. Well, I was a little kid. I didn't know. You know, yeah, I thought they were yeah. like an evil, like evil empire type thing or whatever. And it you know, I was right, not. but in a totally <laughs> different are. way. You know, yeah. But uh, it, it really does dip into like some reality here. And um, history is scarier than anything we can think of. Yeah. Like you, you go, I mean, period. Just if anybody thinks anything is like super scary, go and read your history books. But well, I think I think it's so smart of them to dive into that kind of stuff with this show yeah. and yeah. use that in the writing. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't get that in any of these other CW right. shows. Well, know? it's like we said when this first started, um, that take all the comic booky and superhero powers out of the whole show, and it's still a compelling and good drama right. uh, yeah. based, based on a lot of reality. Yeah. But uh, Alvin was murdered for investigating the uh, the uh, vaccines, and Gammy thought that by training and protecting Jefferson, he could redeem himself for getting Alvin killed. Um, but the time is running out, and, not, and now not even he can stave off his uh, boss, Marvin Proctor, who's the racist asshole from the beginning of the episode. Um, Jefferson doesn't take the new well, news well, of course. Uh, he storms off and tells Gammy to leave his family alone. And, and Gamby retorts that, you know, he tells him he should give up being Black Lightning for his own safety. Um, another threat of the story, Lala is back. Uh, alive, but not exactly well. Uh, this is crazy to me. He's talking to a vision of Lawanda that no one else can see. He even yeah. tries to make out with her in the shower before she vanishes back into his chest tattoo. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there, but we'll find out, I guess. What the hell? I mean, this is really freaky. Like, what yeah. the hell is going on with this? Plus, the way they did it was really weird, too. So. It was. It, it, it totally was. I'm like, I really want to know, like, what is happening here right now? It's, it's, some, now, it's some kind of magic initiated by, by Lady Eve. I I'm so certain too. of that. Yeah, some but kind why, of voodoo. But why the woman he murdered? As punishment, probably. Haunted by her spirit, you know? The yeah. thing is, you guys know the the Black Lightning and Lady Eve comic lore a little bit better than I do because I, I just know it a little bit. I mean, is there anything that's been in the comics like that where she has resurrected somebody and cursed them at the same time or anything like that? I can't think of anything else. I can't that. think of that being yeah. the case. No, I can't. I'm liking the story, though. I'm liking where they're going with it. It's it's definitely got me on my toes and interested as to what in the hell yeah i have no idea how this is going to tie into what's going on and i like that they gave us a break with tobias because he got to mourn the loss of his sister so i'm scared to see what tobias is going to be like when he comes back well i think i think maybe other shows like maybe the walking dead or whatever could take a lesson from like you know the way they kind of lead off of tobias this episode and like focus Mm -hmm. on another villain because like if you use your villain too much like you know, yeah. first first season of Legends with uh, Van yeah. Savage, or you know, it, it just they lose their their menace because they're always there, you know. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I give this another A. I have given. I have yet to give this lesson an A. Yeah. I love, I love this show. Yeah. Yeah. It almost makes there's, up for Arrow. There's oh. very little to find fault with. I mean, it's almost. it's just almost. been a damn good show, and every <laughs> every episode has just been hitting it out of the park. I'm I'm a little more interested in not that I wasn't already interested, but I'm more interested in getting and digging into Gamby's past a lot more. And Alvin and Alvin, uh, his dad, more more yeah. of that story too, you know. Yeah, I want to know more about this organization and whatnot. So, 
Yeah, because to have an actor like him playing it, like, he scares me. Like, if Gamby is that scared, this is the same Gamby that walked into a room full of dudes with guns. That's yep, Dexter's yep. and that's, killed everybody. That's Dexter's daddy. Right, so he's yeah, Dexter's dark passenger. Yep, when James he Remark. shook, I'm shook. Like, I want to know what's like, what are they right. planning on doing to him and his family? Because I like these characters. So I'm worried for what's going to happen to his family. Right. With these, whoever these people are that are coming. What do you guys give it? Oh, A. Oh, it's A. It's, 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 yeah. it's A. Jerry, you too? Shades of A. <laughs> a. Okay, let's move on to Gotham. Well, this episode is called Reunion. Um, it starts out with Bruce opening his case with the suit inside, and he stares <laughs> at that mask. He thinks about his acid trip from last each, last uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> and he throws that mask in the fire. I kind of wish that when he opened the case, it just seemed like it would have been fitting just to have very subtly under the score, just, you know, Danny Elfman, D- Danny Elfman's little bit of the bat theme right there. thought that would have been cool. Yeah. A little bit of foreshadowing. I don't think they want to. I don't think they want to go too fast. Eh, it's season that. four, Daryl. Come on. Yeah, and they they've thrown so many Gotham villains in there already. I mean, I they're, they they went they went full throttle with that. This kid is growing. I mean, I, I think they're trying to you know not just jump right into it though. I'm glad they didn't have him like go off to boarding school and come back you know five years older and like two right. Years, so. I was kind of worried that that was what they were going to do at one point, but thankfully, no. Well, I kind of wanted it when he was annoying, but now he got better after his first season. <laughs> I really so. think he's growing into the role, man, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Ivy walks into a bar, sees a man eating a pickle. Uh, she Nasty. Asks, she asks for Harvey Bullock, but he's out sick. Uh, she wants to send him a message, so she blows pollen on all the customers, that crazy uh, pollen that she had from the last uh, last episode. Um, we then cut to Lee and Sophia. Lee is looking at a picture of Mario, and uh, Sophia says she's always going to be her sister, but I want 30% of the Narrows. Dang. <laughs> That's cold. That's cold. Um, Lee points out the residents can't do that, but Sophia says she's going to find a way to do, make it happen. When did Lee become the, the, um, the godmother of the Narrows? I must have missed that along the way. Uh, when they when they cheered that when they did that little speech, he did that speech, and all of a sudden everybody was cheering for no reason. Oh, okay. and then and then she was making those deals with whatever the one guy that controlled part of the Narrows, and she ended well, she up took on them top. down. Yeah, she, she ended up down. on top. Oh, okay, all right. I, just, yeah, I remember now. Okay, um, yeah, thirty percent. That's pretty heavy. Uh, that's heavy. Alfred agrees. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say that's more than Negan's asking now for the hilltop. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, Alfred meets Bruce at a diner. Um, Bruce is trying to make nice with Alfred, but Alfred ain't having it, really. Yeah, he's like, I ain't your friend. That's right. Good. Bruce says he needs help, <laughs> and Alfred says no. Uh-uh. He doesn't believe Bruce has changed. Bruce has to prove it to him, and then Alfred's like, you know, no, I worked for you and when I was fired. We're not buddies. You know? Yeah, we ain't homies. We ain't friends. Uh, we get a cool scene with Nigma searching through his drugs. <laughs> While the Riddler tells him that no pills will keep him away. And then the letter from the Penguin shows up and the Riddler laughs. That's oh, some quick oh. mail in Gotham, man. Because he just mailed he that in the end of last episode. <laughs> he kind of turned uh, a little Jane, uh, little little Jim Carrey uh, Riddler 
in this. It was good. Yeah, yeah. You, did you see that? You, yeah. you, a little yes. bit. I love the way he's playing it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Lucy sh- shows up at the bar uh, where Ivy was, and uh, when Gordon arrives, he immediately asks about Bullock, because he's the one who killed Ivy's father. Yep. And that was back in season two, I think. Yeah. Uh, they go to Bullock's apartment to find him sleeping. He reminds Gordon that he only kills... I, he only killed Ivy's father because he was protecting him. And while they're talking, there's a video from Ivy on the news. She has a message um, that she's going to get vengeance against those who hurt him. Uh, Bullock says he's going to go find Ivy alone. He's not even a cop anymore, is he? He's like working no, at the bar, He's right? not even sober. He's yeah, not even sober. Yeah. Um, Lee tells Nygma there's no money there in the Narrows. Uh, Sophia's asking for money she can't give as a punishment. Yeah. But uh, Nygma gives a rousing pep speech to some Narrows kids. He says they're, they're the best sty- spies around, and they go off for some in- looking for some information. Yeah. Well, $20. First he said, I'll give you encyclopedias. But yeah, missing yeah. the T's. Right. And they're looking at him like, Are you what, what the hell's an encyclopedia? Else? We got Google. Yeah. <laughs> he said twenty dollars. He said twenty dollars to the one that gets it gets any information. Uh Gordon finds a house where Ivy recorded a message. Selena shows up and asks what he's gonna do. Um Gordon asks her to call him if Ivy contacts her again. Um You know she won't. Bullock tells Gordon he found the bar where Ivy might have hired some muscle, and when she steps out of the adjacent room, Bullock puts the gun to Gordon's head. Of course. Uh, Riddler knows that Nygma is having trouble keeping it together. And uh, the Riddler can't, says he can't stop him from killing Lee unless he kills himself. But Nygma tells Riddler he's smarter than he is. And again, I love the acting here. I mean, the way he's acting off himself. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just really good stuff. Well, and is this the scene where Penguin comes in saying, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to him? Oh, no, that's not, I think it's a little later. Oh, okay. Ivy goes out to find a man who killed her father. Um, Gordon tells her to call Selena. Says she has big plans later on. But he tells she tells Bullock to kill Gordon and then himself. And then Gordon distracts him by t- asking, asking about Ivy's hair. And then uh, they co- mm-hmm. pulled kind of a Kirk on him. He tells him he's a coward and stuff. Yeah, and then uh, Gordon knocks him out. You, know, you should be in the freak show with the dog face boy. <laughs> That's what yeah. of. <laughs> Just kind of break him out of the spell or whatever. Um, Bruce finds Selena at the club. Selena says she has to find Ivy, and she tells Bruce that he apologized to Alfred because whatever happened was probably his fault, even though she doesn't even know anything about it. Damn, she she's already acting like his wife already, and ain't even married yet. Uh, Bullock wakes up and tells, ask Gordon, uh, and, and Gordon asks where Ivy was going. Uh, evidently, she's going to target rich people, and it just so happens that the Wayne Foundation is having a dinner later that night. <laughs> Are they the only rich people left in town? I guess. <laughs> Everybody else split, man. <laughs> God dang. Uh, Gordon tells Bullock they can use his help, so he agrees to man the phones. Uh, Bullock tells Gordon that he blamed Gordon too much for what happened and not himself. So they're starting to become friends again a little bit there. Yeah, they're gonna work it out. But you, you just Alfred just had to let him know. You ain't just gonna roll up in here and then I'm just gonna jump. Um, Bruce goes to the stage to welcome everyone to the charity ball or whatever, and Alfred comes yeah. in and it kind of throws Bruce from his notes, and then he starts talking about Alfred pretty much, and then uh, Bruce asks for another chance and ends the speech, and Alfred thanks him. 
but he still says he still can't help him until he's ready to accept who he is. Right. Um, and Alfred says he has to do that alone, and Bruce kind of misinterprets it and walks away. And that is when Ivy takes over. Uh, then we cut to Nygma, who sets up a noose and tells the Riddler that killing himself was his idea. Uh, Riddler concedes that Nygma wins, but Nygma still has to kill himself. Riddler says there's a way to fix the situation and help them both. Um, Ivy, coming back to the party, uses pollen on all the guys. Uh, Gordon arrives and tells Bruce to get out. I, Alfred tries to stop Ivy, but her thugs knock him out. Uh, the, Bruce, the lights go off and Bruce shows up. Uh, he's going to rescue Alfred, but Alfred says that other people need his help. And he mm-hmm. sends Bruce, Bruce off to help and follows him. Um, Bruce takes out one of Ivy's men and picks up his gun. Gordon thinks he's a criminal and shoots him, and Bruce falls to the ground and sits up again. Uh, Gordon chases him, but Bruce manages to get, get away. Um, Bruce or Ivy realizes the police have been to her apartment. She finds Selena there. Who says the news is talking about crazy Ivy Pepper. And uh, Selena says she's not going to um, let whatever Ivy has in uh, store happen. And she grabs her whip. And uh, she, tries to, she calls her a hero. And uh, Selena says, I'm no hero. And they fight. And Selena manages to grab the last of the Lazarus water and crushes it. And Ivy attacks her. But Selena has a knife pointed in her stomach. And Ivy warns her not to get in her way before leaving again. Uh, Sophia arrives to meet Lee. Lee offers something more valuable than money, dirt on Gordon. Um, Sophia wants a new deal. She kills all of Lee's people and calls out the former gangster who ran the Narrows. The Narrows have turned against her, Sophia says, and she hammers Lee's left hand as a punishment and leaves her on the street. Cold-blooded. Pretty cold. Uh, The news reports on Ivy at the Wayne Foundation and Gordon gets called out Lee. He goes to the hospital to see her, and the nurse says she wouldn't say who did it to her, because she's no stitch. she's no snitch. Um, Nygma goes to Arkham and voluntarily enters their care. Penguin shows up, thrilled that he read the letters. He says, "I don't want to talk to him. I want to talk to him." That's the scene that you. Were I love the job. way this scene <laughs> plays out. It's so awesome. That was great. Uh, Penguin wants to set the Riddler free. Uh, Nygma says Lee believes in him, but the Penguin says he needs the Riddler. Because he needs him. And as soon as he said Riddler's name, he returns. And he said, shall we get to work? Riddler asked Penguin. Um, back at Wayne Manor, Alfred tends to Bruce's injuries. Alfred asks why he didn't reveal who he was to Gordon. But Bruce didn't want him to know it was him. He said he wants to help people. And then Alfred says his parents would be proud. And Alfred says he's home and they all make up. And then Bullock and Gordon kind of make up. And he congratulates Gordon on saving the day. But Gordon tells him he messed up. He said that Sophia hired the pig and he knew about it. He covered it up. And now he's going after her. And uh, that was the episode of Gotham. It was a pretty good episode. I liked it. I, I'd give it probably a B, B minus, something like that. I mean, there, but all that stuff with Riddler and Penguin, uh, just great. Loved it. Yeah, certainly. It's so great to see, like, for, first they were, like, mortal enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, and Enigma killed Penguin. Suppo- mm-hmm. You know, supposedly. And now Penguin wants him back, you know. Well, first Penguin thought he was in love with him. Right. Then he killed him. 
And now yeah. they're back together again. It's, it's crazy. And I love the way these actors play off one another, too. It's just really good stuff. Yeah, they're messed they're up. Awesome. So what do you guys give it? Uh, B, a B plus. An A. It, it was so villain-heavy. And that's exactly what I wanted to see. Like, I really didn't care about Bruce's little discovery crap. He's, I don't know. He wasn't doing it for me this episode, but all the villains just brought it like 2,000%. I totally agree. I love the Sophia and Lee stuff. I, I love the Ivy and Selena confrontation. Um, uh, yeah. And of course, the Penguin and Riddler stuff. Uh, so I give, yes. it, I give it an A, too. It just was, that was solid as hell. Okay, we're moving on to iZombies, so that means Jerry's getting off the train. Sia would not want to be a... Thanks a lot, Jerry. Have a good trip to Indiana. I, I'm on it. Laters. Bye. Bye. Okay, we're going on to iZombies, Season 4, Episode 3, Brainless in Seattle, Part 1. Um... Things are not going too well in New Seattle. Nope. Things are getting desperate. Uh, Fillmore Graves are trying to keep uh, the city uh, peaceful, but they scratch people in rage mode in the process and then get sued for it. Um, there are also corrupt coyotes, they call them, who lure people into Seattle only to sell them or ransom them or worse. Um, we're terrible. There's one girl who's a hopeless romantic, falls prey to one such coyote, and it's up to live and Clive, live and Clive to get to the bottom of it. I'm really surprised that New Seattle hasn't been doomed yet. I mean, whether it's by oh, we don't, we don't the rest of the world. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying though. Is I mean, when you think about now that it's out in the open and how yeah. big of a threat it is, and I'm not even talking about America taking care of it with its own nukes. You know, this would be something I could see the Koreans, the Russians, anybody say, uh, we don't want that crap coming over here <laughs> and taking it out. I, just, I like, I like the, the metaphor of them building the wall. I mean, we know, we know yeah. who's mm-hmm. been talking about that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, this girl is like the kind of girl who watched rom-coms all of her life. You know, so we get live on a romantic comedy brain. Oh my gosh. This was- is, she keeps falling I, I, in love with people, like multi, yeah. like a whole bunch of random people. Considering Just like CW shows. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked what they did, and, and I liked, for the most part, her portrayal of it, but she did get a bit over the top. I, I know that. You know what? I noticed that, too. Like, throughout the... Usually, they're good with this. Like, yeah. usually, they don't do too much of a, of a personality when, he, when she gets involved in this thing. But lately, it seems like she has a harder time controlling the personalities. Well, than and she used to. And maybe I'm wrong, but wasn't this the brain that she just had a few pieces of? Yeah, the candy. Yeah. She only yeah. Had a so, few. so I don't know. It just seemed kind of pushing the envelope a little bit with her. I, I, I'm not yeah. really complaining about it. It's just that I no, hope it, it doesn't it go bad. that way every episode. You know, It did make it bad, but it, it was a little off. Like, that's usually they're really good with that. Like, they don't... Yeah. Right. They usually temper it very well, but this... There were a couple of scenes where you're like, it actually came off awkward. Yeah. Which I think we were supposed to feel some awkwardness there. I but think this we was, were. This was ironically awkward. Not... Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Just, every, t- every, 
Every time she was like, oh, you're my soulmate or whatever, I just kept thinking, you know, that Dawson's Creek music in the background, you know. Totally. I don't want to wait for his life to be over, you know. And I I can say that because I watched that show. I don't want your life. I don't want your life. Anyway, um, Major kind of keeps her at arm's length when she finds out about her new brain effects. Plus, he's busy as hell. Um, Fillmore Graves is trying to scoop water out of a sinking boat at this point. Um, we learned from Chase Graves and company that New Seattle is going to run out of brains in about four to six months. Yeesh. And um, I just that opens up a whole can of worms, a lot of questions, too. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. get a, we get a scene of Blaine murdering a zombie and eating his brain less than a foot from the Bastion skull. Um, Blaine is desperate to discover the identity of where, whereabouts of Renegade. Um, the guy who's, like, at the border. Uh, Chase Graves is offered to let him off the hook if he can bring her to him. Um, wonderfully, the ill-fated, uh, the ill-fated zombie Blaine tries to torture information out of him, but uh, they refuse to talk because Renegade inspires absolute loyalty. But uh, Blaine is a smart dude, and eating his brain is going to lead him to the information he wants eventually. So, Just like right. Liv. Uh I'm, I'm hoping we get a scene where Blaine talks about his time in Nam. Uh, <laughs> that'll be pretty cool. Uh, there was a scene with uh, Ravi and Peyton and Liv's friend going out to the club. We get a montage oh, of Ravi trying on out- multiple outfits. And then we get that... Ravi and Peyton together again. They were kind of a cool couple there for a minute. That was hilarious, though, when when he was putting on the different outfits and stuff. Yeah. I like that. I do miss that, because that, that funny... You know, silly way that he is. I miss it. I miss them too. I love. I like them two together. I. I do. I, I do too. She's real, like point blank, and he's real, like he, you know. When they have good like, chemistry. Yeah, they do. They, they did. Do. They did early on when they were an item, and now they're mm-hmm. you know, friends again. They work out. Um, there's other romantic things going on. Liv is on a mission to protect Clive after she sees Bazio kissing someone else at a club. Um. The possibility that Clive might know Bazio sleeping with others doesn't even cross her mind. Uh, it's nice to see this moment of friendship between the two, even if Liv's uh, efforts to set Clive up on a date with a new police officer in town. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's the big revelation of this episode, though, was that Blaine has the 16 zombie cures that were missing from Ravi's office. That mother... Is this the first we've confirmed that? Because for some reason in my mind, I... We all he, I, all along that he had him. But. I think we all no. thought that, but this is yeah, the first time we, we actually that. saw this it. Is, okay, yeah. yeah, this mother effer. I was a little disappointed we didn't see Rufus this episode. Uh, yeah. I, I can't wait for him and Blaine to like. They're going to have oh. to come to a head eventually here. Yeah. You know it. Um, he's going to waste one of those zombie cures on, on torturing information out of a random zombie. Um, that's kind of brilliant, though. Make him not a zombie anymore and eat his brains. I mean, right. it's the only way. I mean, it's the only way to do it. Although it's wasting one of the sixteen only known cure things. He don't but, care. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, he fucking stole him to begin with. You know. Yeah, he's a bastard. Yeah. He don't care. He can, you can, Oh man, they, you can make. I hate him anyway, but he. They always find another reason to hate him. Every, well, every season. I know every time you think he could, he's, he's done like the worst he could do, he does yeah. something worse. You know? <laughs> he tops it, exactly. yeah. But ironically enough, though, I really like it. I like the character. I mean, yeah, he's oh, a yeah. dick from 
but I really like the character. And I, I don't know if I've seen that actor in other things, but I really like the way he portrays him. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Even though he's effed up in the head, it's a lot of fun. Now, the whole one season where we all thought his memory was erased and he was all sympathetic again. But it turned out, no, you just fuck with everybody. Which we suspected, but for the most part, we thought he, or at least I, I thought he really didn't have his memories. So they played that off good. Yeah, I thought so, too. But that was iZombie this week, pretty much. Yeah. It's, uh... It really does feel like this this is coming to an end. I feel like, yeah. It just... Yeah, it just... I, I could swear about five, six months ago, I read or saw something that said that this was the final season, but... Well, usually when that happens, they put in the thing, they actually advertise it as the final season like that's right. part of the advertising of the show they haven't done that with this so i don't i don't remember seeing that i don't think they did no i haven't seen any ads but like to be honest with the way the ratings have been going for the show every season could have been its final season exactly right you know what I, mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean every time it's been renewed it has been a little bit of a surprise because I mean, right. the ratings of the show are okay but they're not on like a flash level or you know mm-hmm. Well, IMDb still has the show 2015 to dash blank. Usually, if it's been announced it's ending, they would have already put, you know, like 2018 on the end of it. So, right. I don't know. I'm look- I've looked through, like, the Wikipedia page and other news articles. So, I don't know if I had a dream and made that up, but I could have sworn I had seen or read that a while back. But, but hey, we get a fifth season. That's great. So <laughs> I, yeah. I think I think they liked them enough that they would at least let them end it. I hope so. I think the studio likes them enough because they could have canceled this last, you know, last season. I mean, they could have oh, yeah. just been away with it and, and been done with it. But instead, they pushed it back. Yeah. And maybe they maybe they do have a fifth season coming because there's a little blurb on here about Robert Robert Nepper, you know, and all the allegations and that stuff. And then it says on here. <laughs> That uh, CW president Mark Pedowitz, um, he talks about the allegations, but then it says that um, Nepper is on a short-term deal and will not be returning for the fifth season. So hmm. maybe they are having a fifth. season. He did get cleared the, of those charges, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But well, I, I just think his character is going to come to an end. I just think you know it's. It, I'm if, you know Blaine's going to take him out. I think, That's what I'm thinking. Like his character's gonna come to an end. Well, the way right. these storylines are going, I think a lot of stuff's gonna come to an end or have to. Yeah. I mean, every, I mean they're yeah. gonna run out of brains. It's all walled in. You have the Fillmore Graves on the one side, and the you know Rufus with his evangel evangel uh, evangelizing uh, uh, zombies on the other side. I mean, mm-hmm. yep, crazy. So I give this a B. It was solid. I mean, the tensions are ratcheting up. It's getting more. It's getting interesting. I wasn't as thrilled with the brain this time. Me either. As some of the other episodes. I mean, like with the old racist lady last episode or whatever. So that one was great. Um, this one, yeah. I for this episode, I I enjoyed this episode, but I would give it a B minus. Basically, a B with the minus because of I just felt they pushed the limits a little bit on this week's brain. What do you give it? Yeah, to? I I give it a, a, a B minus. Yeah, I do feel like yeah, I did that. They kind of did go a little too long on the with the uh, the brain this time. Cool. 
Uh, we have some news to cover real quick, uh, and then we'll, we'll uh, sign out of here. I just wanted to mention that uh, as we were, uh, were talking about at the beginning of the show, Constantine is going to be a, a regular on Legends of Tomorrow if there's a season four, which is pretty awesome because Matt Ryan is great in that role, and we were mm-hmm. fans of the original show for sure. Yes, and it's just going to make Legends that much better. And it would be even better if they brought Elvis on as a permanent totem bearer I'll on the punch ship. You. I will <laughs> punch you. Hey, as long as you don't step on my blue, my blue, my blue suede shoes. We got the uh, finale dates for all of our DC uh, shows. Uh, the finale of uh, Legends of Tomorrow will be uh, April 9th, so that's just a few more weeks. The yeah. uh, finale of Arrow will be May 17th. The finale of The Flash will be May 22nd, uh, which will be the week after. And then June 18th will be the uh, finale for Supergirl. So we're going to get Supergirl all the way into June. Did you say series finale of Arrow on the 17th? No, or did season. I just daydream that? Season. <laughs> yeah, you're wishful thinking, buddy. I really, I, I really hope, I really hope that all of the vocal concerns about this show, not just from our podcast, but the internet as a whole, I hope that they come back for seventh and that they make it good again. I, I'm really what? skeptical. I don't even of that, know what are this, the ratings on the on the arrows, arrows, the the season, the ratings on Flash have gone up. Actually, the ratings mm-hmm. on Legends have gone up a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Arrow has been going down steadily for the past three seasons. Because that's the only thing they're going to listen to. Yeah. Like that, that's that. It doesn't matter how vocal we are as you know as a public. When those ratings start to go down, that's when they go. Oh, maybe we need to to rethink some things. Well, yeah. one thing they need to do is get rid of Guggenheim. That's for sure. I think I think Daryl hit it on the head last episode. They need to get fresh writers in there. Yeah, they really yep. need to punch up the scripts. I mean, and if anything. Black Lightning has shown that they can totally do it if they want to, you know? Yeah, when yep, you just so. interchange the same, I mean, because that's what they did. Remember, they had interchanged some of the writers from, from like, Flash or Legends or something. Like, they, when they brought uh, the woman who took over f- for Arrow, she had still worked there, though. She was still in that writer's, uh, that writer's circle, but right. if you, t- but to get some new people that are not in this writer's circle to come in, I think would be the best thing to do, especially to run it. Like someone who is not in this circle does not fall into the same, right? You know, it's, kind of stories over and over it's again. It's been stale for a couple seasons now. It's and they've been done, stale. They've done yeah. a few interesting things, but they really haven't pushed the potential of the show at all. So you got Batman. I mean, like if you're gonna do, and that's what was good about, it. like, yeah, it, he practically was is Batman, right? He's your Batman to your, you know, Supergirl to Flash's Superman in terms of, you know, being the bright you know, hopeful superhero, right? Right. Embrace it. Like, I mean, you had, like, I don't understand what was the point of taking away Oliver's money. When you... Gave it right back to him? I mean, it wasn't even a plot point, you know? It wasn't even a plot point. Like, to take it away, the only thing they did was take it away, and then it it doesn't explain how he could still be running around with, with all this technology still, if no one has money. Like, they do things, and then they don't... It doesn't... It, it winds up not having anything to do with the plot at all. Like it, it's not like they don't even work it out together. Like it's it's right. just it's, it feels like there's no planning to this. Like yeah. you don't have a good 
Like you bring characters in and then you get rid of some and then you bring them back and then you get rid of someone else to bring someone else in. It's like instead of going back and forth and back and forth, how about coming up with a consistent storyline? Well, that's hard to do when you have Guggenheim who, what was it, a season or so ago? I think it was the end of the fourth season or whatever where basically he has been quoted or talked about, he's even tweeted about it before, that there's less arc planning of the stories where there's more the week-to-week writing and we let it evolve organically. Well, it's not organic when, to Daryl's point, it's just they keep writing into corners that they can't get out of. Yeah. Because you could just do it like there, you don't need to do the so long overarching story. You don't have to. Every show doesn't have to have the same thing because that's how it feels like, you know, Supergirl's doing it and Arrow's doing it and Flash is doing it. And Flash is changing it up a little bit better than they had like the last few last, seasons. The season of the Flash has been a lot stronger than the last. Yeah, season. they really have gotten yeah. back on oh, track. Sure. And I got to give them right. credit for that. I wish right. I wish Arrow would kind of take a page out of their book and like lean into the strengths of the show. The strengths of the Flash are, you know, he's he's a brighter character. Mm-hmm. He wants to do good. You know, and uh, you know a lot of superpowers, and they lean into the more comic booky stuff. You know, for lack right. of a better term, Arrow needs to lean more into the vigilante stuff, the dark, yep. the dark stuff. And uh, if they well, do that, it'll be a better show. You know, and more and to Oliver, his strengths. Need, Oliver needs to not be mayor. I just, I don't, I don't yeah. like well, him being mayor. It's it just so doesn't weird. fit the story like you, very well. You mess up Diggle. It's like Diggle goes from not wanting to do this thing to right. being caught. He's the cautious one out of it. Like, we need to plan and stuff. We need to work out how we're going to do it. Now he's like, please let me be Arrow. Please let me be Arrow. Please, please, please. Like, it like it, 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 it doesn't fit with his personality right. to want to be Arrow to the point where he's jealous. Like, he's actually mad that he's not Arrow right now. And it's so... It's, it's not the character that you built over these three But that's these, these how the story years. organically unfolded, Daryl. It, it totally doesn't make it like it doesn't make any sense to me. You know what? When I like that. when I go to the bathroom, it organically unfolds out of my exactly. Ass too. <laughs> it doesn't mean I want to put it up on screen. Um, we have a new show in the DC uh, TV universe starting uh, tomorrow night as we record this. Uh, mm. Krypton on Siffy. Oh yeah, that's right. It starts yeah. tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday the twentieth. Mm-hmm. I watched the preview show and there were a few clips from it and. I still really couldn't tell anything from that, so I guess we're just going to have to check it out for ourselves. The premise, I mean, and again, we have this thing of, they're kind of repeating the premise of Smallville before they had changed it for him being a superhero. Mm -hmm. The premise before it was, there's this overarching thing of, he is supposed to go down this road, which will lead to him finally being Superman. That's the big thing with, with, with Smallville. And they even had time travelers in the story that were, you know, some people would try to lead him away from it. Some people, and then other people will come in to kind of save him and bring him back to his destiny. Krypton's doing the same shit. Again, you got the same writer who's writing kind of the same type of stuff where it's, I thought Krypton, when they first talked about it, if it was just, a place where you could see the world, the 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 science, the science fiction, right. uh, laced world of Krypton, where you could see 
you know, all the different factions of, you know, like if they had really dug into the John Byrne version of of Krypton. It's funny because yes. um, uh, Ollie's, um, I don't know if you guys know, but Ollie's outlet had a huge uh, blowout on DC uh, trades and yeah. hardcovers. And one yeah. of the ones I picked up was the hardcover edition of the World of Krypton. So I just yeah. read it like last yeah. week. And mm-hmm. there's so much. You're right. There's so much good source material in there. The warrior cast. The, the, the whole the warrior cast, the science cast, yeah. the whole Black yeah. Zero terrorist organization all stuff. All of that. The Kryptonian weaponry. Um, all that cool all stuff. That it. it could have been like it could be like Game of Thrones, but sci-fi. that's what I thought they were going to dig into. But instead, again, we got a writer who's done similar stuff. Their whole thing is to make it that. Brainiac is trying to change time. There's a time traveler that comes in and basically tells, uh, you know, Superman's grandfather that your grandson is going to be, uh, he's going to be important to the future, but there's people that are trying to change his destiny. And if they do, the world, you know, the universe will be in danger, right? And he even gives him the cape Superman's cape to to kind of show kind of proof, I guess. Because yeah. I did watch the the I did watch the little videos of it too. Yeah. And I'm like, I've heard this before, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, why does this feel familiar? Because they did this already with like Smallville constantly went through this with the Legion, the whole thing with the Legion, like when they had to keep him on point because he was veering off from being Superman, right? right? He was he was making mistakes and they had to come in and help him. Like, why would you just repeat the same thing over and over again? You ha- you're on the sci fi channel. Be sci fi. You know, yeah. yeah, be sci fi. I'm why I'm you- not really all that excited for this. I really hope I'm wrong though. I was till I saw what they were gonna do. I'm gonna watch it. I was excited happens, up but... until I heard David Goyer was in charge. Yeah, David Goyer, like... man. You're no, like, the I same nonsense. Yep. Uh, he's he's yeah. very hit or miss, but mostly miss here lately. Because he repeats the same goddamn beats. He's just as bad as Guggenheim and company for the CW shows. You don't have to repeat the same shit nope. for every show. Like but it happens organically, Daryl. It happens organically. Uh, it's just lazy to me. It, it just feels lazy. lazy like, there's lazy. so much you can do with this world. Like It's so big and vast. And and, they like, have, and there's a ton of backstory already written. Already that written. That they could totally use. You know, Already there for you to use that you own. That you could do. Like, it's so much there for you already. Yep. Like, why are you repeating the same shit that was done over 15 years ago? Right. 15 years ago. You do not have to repeat this. TV has gotten better. All the stuff I've seen. You can do things. Everything I've ever seen David Goyer do that I liked, he did with someone else. Yeah, because I think they're able to keep him on point. Like, no, we're not doing that. No. time. I got it. Time travel. We'll have someone come from the future to the past. No, no, no we're not we did doing that, that already. We already did. We that. did that. No, we're not doing <laughs> we that. We tried that already. Yeah, we tried that already. We're not doing it this right. time. So no, no. Like he needs something like that. So I don't. I don't know, man. He got to well, We'll see. Uh, we'll check it out, man. I'll check it yeah, out. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna give it. A, yeah. I'm gonna give it a chance. I will give um, it a chance. In the biggest WTF news I've heard in a long time, Avery Duvernay, uh, the film director. 
is uh, going to be uh, developing and directing the new gods for Warner That's Brothers. That's very interesting. Yeah. It's, very it's cool. Interesting. If it happens, it'll be if cool. It mm-hmm. If it happens. If it happens. Yeah, that's my only caveat on that one. Like, if that happens, that'll be amazing. And um, if, I mean, DC, I mean, we had the Supergirl, the Joss Whedon Supergirl come and go. We've had three different directors on, on um, Flashpoint now. We had three different directors until Matt Reeves took over on this next Batman movie. So, I mean, the only one that's really, like, solid in the in, uh, that we can bank on that thing coming out is Wonder Woman 2. And that's like and, Wonder and Woman Aquaman. made all the money, and I, well, Aquaman's done. That's what I mean. That's yeah, they're already testing Aquaman. So yeah, we already know that it's done and it's coming out no matter what. Right. Uh, Wonder Woman two is uh, starting filming in June here in the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, Corey Michael Smith, who plays uh, the Riddler, aka Enigma on uh, Gotham, has come out as a gay, gay man. Good for him. It's good for him. Yeah, I'm glad he, you know he felt the strength to do that, and he's a good, it's a good uh, example for others who need, you know who kind of mm-hmm. need to do that kind of thing. And we got the logo from the Shazam movie, which I guess is another one that will be coming. Oh yeah, out. that's that's done. I mean, yeah. it's I mean it's happening. Like yeah, they're no filming way they're it. Going to turn yeah. back now. It's happening. Right. Yeah. Whether it's gonna be you know, um, it's pretty much what you'd expect. There's a lightning bolt, and it says Shazam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, how hard is that, right? Um, how hard is that? Entertainment Weekly is doing a live, uh, uh, exclusive on-set preview on uh, Wednesday. It'll be uh, Wednesday, twenty-first, which will be mm-hmm. tomorrow uh, as we record this. So uh, you can check that out there. So yeah. that's pretty much all the news I've got. Oh, yeah, Bat- Bat- the- Batman is crossing over with Archie. Uh, yep, yeah, I, I figured Daryl would be excited about that. Batman sixty-six crossing over with Archie. Oh yeah, I thought two I thought of his about favorite that. characters. <laughs> I thought about that all, all day. Do you guys still watch Riverdale? Yeah. Yes. Oh yes. Riverdale's really season, good. It, these last couple episodes, it's just I don't know. Bad, bad, like, bad Betty, dude. Bad Betty. I'm saying. No doubt, I'm behind man. two episodes. I'd like to get behind Bad Betty. Build, you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> continuing to build, man. They've been going. Betty going... is a 16-year-old girl, Jim. The actress who plays her is not a 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, I sir. I had to look it up she... to be safe. Yeah, we did. Well, I remember we talked about safe. it on Nothing's On. We're like, we yeah. gotta look this up. It's just back when she did the, the snake charm dance thing, you know, that's a 16-year-old that is being portrayed on a pole. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I like the show, but there are things I question about it. That they just kind of push the on. I don't have no. I don't have any allegiances to Archie comics, so it doesn't matter to me. No. But I, what I like about it is that they are taking these these characters and they're 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 interesting to watch. Like the yeah. way that they are. This town is broken. Oh yeah, and that that this part town is, is totally broken. But I'm saying part of the part of it being broken is how it is affecting these kids. It's almost like. It's almost like a hor- it's a horror show. Like it's almost yeah. like Freddy Krueger. It reminds me of Twin Peaks. It really does. Twin Peaks, Freddy, Freddy Krueger, yeah. where the all these people have done bad things, and they're all and they and all of them are mostly hidden, and yet their parent, the kids are are repeating the same mistakes as the parents, and they're kind of paying for their parents, uh, uh, you know, mistakes. Yeah. 
one of the things I'm upset about, and and maybe like this person I got in a discussion with on Reddit said, but you know, First they show they they uh, show this whole... rewind that you're getting on discussions <laughs> on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's not the point of this. The thing oh, is, I don't know. It might be earlier, <laughs> earlier in the season. The whole thing with Jug and and that crate that had you know the the connection to Lovecraftian stuff and everything, and mm-hmm. then nothing. And the person on Reddit's like, "Oh, that's to set up the." Um, uh, Sabrina spinoff. Well, I thought that they weren't going to have anything to do with each other, so why would that have anything to do They're with not. that? I want Sabrina spinoff is going to be on Netflix. Yeah, it's on yeah. Netflix, not CW. Right. So my whole thing is, what was that whole thing about? I, just letting that hang out there. And I kind of the like that is, too. I kind of like that they did. Yeah. They get close to the edge of going that route and then they don't i think the thing that really like proves it to me is if the and and i'm i'm with you daryl i really have no like love or allegiance to those characters i like this based on its own thing you know what i mean the fact that it's you know it's it's if if you weren't calling the characters archie and veronica and betty or whatever i'd probably still check this out because it's weird it's cool the writing the writing is generally really good and uh it's one of those shows that you just cannot you know, tell what's going to happen next, and I really appreciate that about it. Right. Well, I don't have a big allegiance to the Archie characters either. My whole thing is, is they really have made those kids more adult than they probably should be. It's like, if you wanted that much of a drama, why did you do this with teenagers? Whereas the first season, it felt very, not to use Guggenheim's remarks, but it felt very organic the way that they yeah. interacted with each other. It it just felt think, better. Living this in Seattle, season. living in Seattle is making you think about things organically. Too yeah, much. I think. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are because it's not that serious. I, okay, and it's, you I know, I mean, it. think about. I mean, there's been so many teenage dramas and soaps or whatever that that mm-hmm. have had the same kind of thing going on. So. And I mean, I hate to be real world with it, but I mean, Betty with this whole webcam thing. And yeah. being the age that she is, I wish it was just some, you know it was just something on TV, and that's not really happening. But I mean, sadly, yeah, this stuff is re- the, sadly the whole thing of her feeling like she's not pretty enough, and not feeling like she's special enough, and and wanting and and kind of feeling stifled by her parents. And expressing themselves in destructive ways—that's life, man. I mean, yeah. it's—it is—it is so real. I mean, it, it, again, like the truth is even worse than a than, than a made-up horror movie or, or, or a story. Like, yeah. what's so scary about it is that it is true. Like, there there are these kids. I mean, her brother being a prostitute, you know, living on the streets. It is sad. I mean, all of this stuff is That's based on real stuff. Well, I mean, I'm just saying for the yeah. sake of we don't need to yeah. spoil stuff. But I mean, all of the things that they're going through, um, you know, it is that's what we people going through every day. You know, I'm it, just it, saying, like the little trip to the cabin in the woods and all that uh, episode or so ago with they just were so very adult and going into the small town. I don't know. It just—it's like I don't even see it as them being adult because they weren't exactly smart. No, 
Well, <laughs> I don't see that. It, that that is true. Can go, adults can go out. We could go out into these places and, and have these nice weekends and have fun and all that kind of stuff and come home and go to work and have a regular day. They come back devastated because they, they <laughs> F up. These yeah. are not adults. They don't have the emotional maturity to deal with that kind of stuff. Like, like you know, they don't. So it's that's the that's thing. The way they They're, play it, you know. Yeah, that's the way they play it. These are teenagers trying to be adults and failing a lot of times, and so that's and then watching them have to deal with the aftermath of their of their mistakes. I like, just want to know what parents not only advocate but suggest that their teenage sons and daughters that are dating and everything go off to this cabin for the weekend it just oh, seems like a uh, <laughs> you, did you, May- have you seen the character of Hiram Lodge <laughs> I mean come on dude yeah. oh sir but Betty's mom and Fred and all of them go along with it I mean I don't know seems Betty's, kind- yeah Betty's mom just killed somebody Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, what right. moral well, she either killed somebody on? or she covered up for chick killing somebody. Either way, either way, e- either way yeah. like the moral, the moral standing that she had in, in the first season is gone. Yeah. So I mean, it's a me- like I said, everybody is so damaged in this town that's trying to put on these airs about it. It's almost like a witch put a curse on the town. It almost feels that way. Yeah. Because of how yeah. messed up it is. Well, it's probably redheaded girl's mom. She probably put a curse on the town. Ooh, she seems like with a bit. Oh, man. Oh, man. Take my soul, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah. I'll be in my bunk. Anyway. Well, next time, Archie Cast. Yeah, Archie Cast will be next. Huh? I'm saying. I think we're doing enough podcasts already. Um, why yeah. don't we tell some of the people about some of the show, other shows that we do? Go ahead, guys. All right, to go well, first. I yes. will, I guess. Um, well, you hear me here. You can follow me on the Instagram, Twitter machines at chubtoad mm-hmm. zero one, and then also on HHWLOD on the Walking Dead TV podcast with Jim and Daryl, and also Russ and ran by Craig. Oh, and not to mention Aaron, Aaron Newworth. Uh, and you can hear uh, me and 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 uh, Jim on the Nothing's On podcast, which is a TV and movie podcast, and we record that weekly. Um, and we keep everybody up to date on a lot of TV and movies and all that kind of cool stuff. And you can hear me on uh, a Star Trek show called Go Trek Yourself, as well as Gotham by Geeks, which is a Batman-oriented TV, uh, Batman-oriented podcast where we cover... All the Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age comics, uh, and current, and and the TV show, and the animated. We just we love Batman, so we we do as much as we can to cover it every week. Um, and you can also hear me on the uh, Retrocast, the Retro Movie Geek uh, podcast, where we cover movies that are from. Anywhere from the 80s and and farther back than that, uh, and they either could be classics or 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 movies that were epic bombs or or movies you just never even heard of uh, before. Uh, we cover it, um, and we have a lot of fun doing it there. 
and of course uh walking dead tv podcast and 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 uh we do that every week as well and sometimes i'm on it's all connected that's not really a weekly one you know they can't we, we but it's when we record when we have time we that russ is a lazy sob man well, you know, it's a lot of Marvel TV. Can't yeah. cover it all. There's more DC TV though. He's just lazy. I know. I know. That's why he's just being sarcastic. <laughs> uh, me too. He's my brother. I can. I, 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 get, to, I, get, I get to. I get to grab him out now and again. I'm ready. I'm ready for that Americans podcast. Yeah, show. me too. I'm psyched, dude. I love that show. I'll be, I'm, I'm ready to talk about I, it. I I haven't listened in a while, but on it's all connected. Have you guys discussed this season of Shield? Oh, of course we discovered we we discussed some of it, but I mean we we uh, we usually do like four to five episodes at a at a time. Because okay. this season is probably my favorite out of all of them. Just when I thought the show was not going to ever be good, it was. I really like this season. Yeah, could they're be wrap, its last. Too. They're wrapping up too, huh? Well, they said they are writing it as if it's their last. That they haven't they haven't gotten the word one way or the other, but they're going to uh, an interview. They said they are writing it as though this is it. Hmm. Well, I think they just wrapped too because I saw an interview with uh, what's her head that plays uh, uh, Daisy uh, mm-hmm. talking about that they filmed met or maybe they've only read the script, but anyway, they there there are several endings being filmed. Right for this season, so I think they will. I think they'll probably give them the courtesy of saying before they uh, film the last episode whether they're going to return or not. Hope so. I think that they'll do that. Oh, but this season has been phenomenal. I've really enjoyed it. I think it's improved each season to me. I I stayed with it since season one, but I think each season has improved on it. Well, I agree that it's improved, but only very small and incrementally whereas this season I just feel like they completely went a whole new direction that just is paying off. I, I The whole thing with the Kree and just everything, you know, and the revelation of who Deke is now and all that stuff, it's it's pretty cool. Sweet. But as they mentioned, I'm on the Walking Dead TV podcast with both these guys. I'm on uh, Nothing's On with Daryl. Um, also, uh, I, I've also appeared on It's All Connected every once in a while, but uh, I'm also on uh, Heavy Gigs at Seaside City, which is a, a, a radio play that we cut from a, a 70s RPG uh, based in the movies, uh, action movies and TV shows of the 70s. Uh, also, Paradigm Shift, which is an actual play Pathfinder game. And as Daryl mentioned, we're going to be starting the AmeriCast pretty soon with uh, Aaron Newworth and Russell and myself talking about the last season of The Americans. So that's, what, six, seven... Podcast I'm on now. Oh yeah, I'm catching up to you, Daryl. Join the club, <laughs> sir. Join the club. I hope to get my mogul patch eventually uh, on my on my uh, it, tool belt. It's coming. It's coming. Um, so until next week, we have a whole new deck of DC TV to talk about, including Krypton. Uh, we are ghosts. Good night. Thanks, guys. I say good day. Good day. You get nothing. I say good day.
Okay, talk to me about the future of Public Enemy. Future of Public Enemy got a f- 